Welcome, you're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. This is going to be really quick, but I basically just wanted to reach out and not leave anybody in the lurch, wondering where I am and why my social media is sort of half-assed and why I'm going so long between podcast episodes and why the interview that I promised is missing with Michael Arterberry. Um, I have had one heck of a couple of weeks with pain that was more in the end that I could cope with, a pinched nerve in my back and set me off and all the conventional medicine didn't work and all the holistic stuff was just scratching the surface. And so I took myself off to emergency last Thursday for nine hours. Yes, nine hours. And got a CT scan and an x-ray and found that there was an impingement in my neck causing my arms to go numb. I thought it was whatever was going on down in my, kind of under my left scapula, that this wound that is just like, oh my gosh, it's been going on for two months. A rib was out and then it pinched a nerve and then I'd release it and then it would come back and then there was no reason and the chiropractors couldn't touch it. I've had prolo injection therapy. I have acupuncture on the neck to release the neck that was apparently pulling the rib out. And then I said, screw this, I need drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there just comes a point where you cannot cope with this level of pain anymore. Now, for those of you who don't listen to my podcast rest- regularly, I have acute fibromyalgia. I live at a level four most days of my life. I flare. I have good days. And this was a nine. This was me last Wednesday coming home from my girlfriends who needed me to help her with some accounting stuff just friend to friend where I couldn't stay at her computer because I couldn't sit up. I could barely handle the restaurant we had gone to lunch for. I had to come home, brought my laptop, said, brought all her stuff, said, I will do it in bed lying down on my laptop, helping you out with this stuff. And I spent the drive home screaming at the windshield and bawling my eyes out because there was no relief. There was no position that I couldn't get out of the pain. And it was a question of why me? I was angry. I was angry, folks. And... That kind of pain and that kind of trauma, you're just like, I just, just, no more, I cannot do it anymore. My hats are off to people that live in this sort of pain every single day. But at the same token, I'm also a very firm believer that energetically we sometimes do this to ourselves. I'm a big believer that energetically we block things in our body, don't release stuff from this life or a past one, and we carry it with us. So I had to accept that that's what I wasn't looking at because everyone else had done their thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? So now I have had a series of awakenings and I've had treatments and I've had experiences and I want to share them all with you. I've just made a decision to slow everything down for the next 60 days. No courses, no, you know, worrying about, you know, anything but working through what I need to work through because the bottom line is what I work through in my pain is what allows me to help you work through yours and yours okay these are my lessons to learn that I can share them with the world and with you uh, one-on-one if that's necessary 
but those lessons had to be learned by me first. So as much as I thought I could literally jump from my bookkeeping business into full-time coaching, I was already part-time coaching. Uh, that doesn't seem to be how the reality is playing out here. Clearly there were lessons that needed to be learned and and I needed to take the time. I wasn't really giving myself uh, enough time to rest. Now, on a fun note, we have a new puppy. And that story I will quickly tell you to leave you with a smile and ask you to please be patient. I will start the series next week and it will probably be a, a couple of a couple of in a, weeks in a row uh, interspersed with my interview with Terry Trespicio. To get yourself ready for that, you might want to go check out her TED Talk on passion, Terry Trespicio just like it sounds. She's a writer and a coach and she is fan freaking fantastic. And I cannot wait to share my conversation with uh, conversation story with her with all of you. And then I'll get Michael Arterberry back on the podcast and then I've got uh, Johan coming on about the digital addiction. So that'll keep us busy right into September, October, probably with everything else going on. And I'm really looking forward to that. And then it'll be more online presence. It's just right now, honestly, it's become a chore. It's become something actually that I loved that now I don't, I dread because I, I can't sit. I can't stand at my computer. It's a lot of things I can't do just lying down with my laptop. And, uh, and I don't even want to. That was, you know, uh, that was kind of the shock. I had to come to the realization that, you know, what's going on here? Um, so it was very interesting. I went and had quantum touch done today, if anyone's familiar with that. And uh, my girlfriend worked on me a week ago after I got home from emergency. And I'm going to actually talk in depth about that next week because that was something else. And I really think that is something that you should hear that I want to share because someone may need to hear it. And then today was Quantum Touch about just getting things straightened out. And sure enough, I had some outages and some irregularities. And I woke up this morning without the nerve pain, just right out of the blue. Did some meditating last night, let my new puppy go up in her crate with my in my husband's bedroom and didn't take the drugs that the gabapentin they put me on, which I was not reacting well to after a couple of days. It helped. I was so grateful for the first two or three days. Oh, the weekend was amazing. And we had this new puppy and I wasn't, you know, just debilitated with this nerve pain. But I'm going to go through each of those steps, uh, you know, how I felt, what came out of it. But last night I got in the bath and I got all of a sudden got very nauseous. My whole body was in, in racking fibro pain, like in a flare. And so I went, you know what? I did not want to be drugged going into my quantum touch uh, episode uh, treatment this morning. And so I thought, I'm not going to take my gabapentin last night because I took my, my THC gummy and I wasn't going to take it this morning. Although we're not really sure about last night because we can't find the pill and I don't have any memory of taking it. <laughs> and I didn't feel dopey. So it, all, all these things, it's, it's been quite entertaining. It has been quite entertaining. Um, what was I talking about there just for a second though? The puppy. So Friday night, or no, Friday morning, I think it was, or Thursday morning, actually, as I'm going into uh, the emergency, there's a text on my phone from the West Coast Pet Project here in Vancouver, British Columbia, and they asked if I'd be interested in fostering a puppy. They had an emergency, six puppies coming in off a reservation in Manitoba, and with no mum, and they were only eight weeks old. That's all she could tell me. Didn't know the breed. Was thinking maybe mountain dog someone mentioned to her, but they really had no idea. Well, the week before I had been, uh, what did I do? I sent in a uh, fostering application, not an adoption because my husband was very adamant. There was no dogs coming in right now coming into this household. 
And so he said, if you want to foster, I'm happy with you fostering and I'll help. Okay. So I was very compelled to do this and then sent it in again because I couldn't find it in my outbox, like or in my sent folder. Because when I did it through their website, they, uh, their own little, you know, sub program came up and Windows, you know, hauls me off to some app and that's great. It, off it goes, but I have no record of it. Then this, I see these puppies and this emergency. And so I emailed them again. I follow them on Instagram, by the way, that's how I found out about this. And the interesting part about all of this is back in, uh, beginning of July is when I urgently almost started searching for puppies online. So I've been searching for two months. Now, when Kaya passed away, when we had to put her down on March 6th, I, I was devastated. You know, I did a podcast on losing my pet. Most of you probably didn't listen to it because I really asked people, unless you're going through this, don't. I was very upset. I cried in the podcast and I was uncons- inconsolable. She just was my baby for 15 years. But I also carried a lot of guilt that whether I'd done enough, I felt guilty about putting her down. But her body had just worn out on her and it was just there was nothing more we could do. That little soul that just loved me with everything in her and was so loyal and didn't want to leave me and got up every day just to be with me even though it took her three minutes to get off the floor with her hind legs and her hips so sore. She lost all her muscle mass. She had three or four mast cell tumors on her. And her teeth were almost gone and she couldn't control her bowels and her bladder anymore. It was time. I didn't mind the nighttime diapers, but daytime, this was just a chore. And I got caught up in my own issues about money and what we could afford. And it would be a relief not to have this stress in my life anymore. And I carried all those thoughts with me with guilt of feeling that way and then putting her down. Even though everyone around me, including my vet who adored her, when we brought her in and I said, I don't think I can do this. And my vet's like, Shelly, it is time. I have literally been scared six months ago when you went on your cruise. I'm scared every time you bring her to me on a vacation that this is the visit that she, you're not going to come home to her being here. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so all these things played a part in it. Anyways, um, for whatever reason, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking and he's saying no and I'm dealing with my grief and I'm just getting lonelier and lonelier. And I am burying myself in work. It was, you know, COVID hit. Thank heavens we put her down when we did because the week after they shut the world down and I wouldn't have been able to get into a vet and I would have had this very sick, in pain dog that I may not even been able to get her medication for. I mean, wouldn't that have been awful? Instead, she was at peace. I had her ashes and, and I could just grieve. And I did. I grieved. <laughs> I haven't lost parents, by the way, guys. And my grandparents had been in homes for seven, eight years before they passed away. So there's not that instantaneous, you've missed them like right this minute grief. This is my first true loss of something that I loved more than anything. Uh, so the months went by and I, you know, bookkeeping business, got everyone craziness and then everyone dropped right off because everyone lost their clients. So I lost all my clients. Great. I've talked about this many times. This gave me an opportunity to move forward in the new business. And I just filled my schedule and I just kept getting sick, recovering, sick. It was crazy. And it was my body. And not like I was catching a cold or I had COVID or anything like that. My body, my physical body kept having trauma, kept shutting down, kept getting exhausted. It was insane. And I'm thinking, what the freak is going on here? Then we get sort of, I started easing out, sort of learning some of the lessons. And then for the July 1st weekend, we only always go away with, uh, with my husband's family. It used to be family day, huge barbecue for 20 some odd years. Now we all go up, 
uh, to my sister-in-law's property on the river. And the last couple of years, we've been so blessed, despite the issues I have with my daughter-in-law and visitation, we are allowed to take her on that trip. She's got little friends up there that she adores and has bonded with. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful vacation. And my sister-in-law, just to mention this, it's funny, you know, you put it out there, You've got to put it out there energetically or ask and see what comes back to you. There's this little guest suite on her property. Uh, the girlfriend she owns the property with actually decorated it, but he, she built a house there. Karen, for years, this little lean-to with a washroom and everything was just sort of where we camped out of. It's where we cooked and everything. Well, they fixed it all up and use it for like a little overnight things for wedding parties. She does small weddings under 50 in the country style up there. But it doesn't technically belong just to her. It belongs to the property. And my sister-in-law put her foot down two years ago that Keith and I got that. Because what was happening was we'd stay in the loft up at the house. My family or his family is very loud. They drink late into the night. They're up the crack of dawn with noisy dogs. I could not keep my illness under control with that sort of central nervous system disruption. And I felt so bad about it. I wanted to be with the family, but I literally could not handle it. I just said, Keith, I don't know what we're going to do here. I can't do this. Um, So they give us that room now, which is kind of swanky. And Keith brings up a portable air conditioner for us. I bring up my own bedding. So now I've got my own place to make breakfast. I The bathroom's there, which is shared with everybody, but I've got somewhere to go in the middle of the night and I've got quiet time. There's nobody else in that room but us. So I go to bed when I want to go to bed. I can go in there and nap. And when you're in a 650 square foot cabin plus an open loft with, you know, eight-year-olds and their friends, I kind of insist that they now go play there and not in Auntie Karen's little small place when she's got eight adults and, well, really... 16 adults because the kids are all grown now and nine dogs okay can you are you are you getting it in your head now (laughs) and if it rains it's brutal we are all together in that 600 square feet so this has been a godsend for me and now my joy of going up there is just very extreme so the dogs are all up there two family members have brand new puppies and i come home and i'm like i can't do this keith i need a dog and COVID hits and Keith is working long hours. He's at home. I was working at first and long hours because we're playing catch up and then it's done. And then playing catch up with my life because it had been put on hold with all my client work for so long. And it was just like, but still, there's just not that companionship during the day. And my, my, because my dog was always with me. She was a poodle German Shepherd Cross, 72 pounds. Her name was Kaya. She lived 15 years. She was the easiest little thing to train. She was an empathic dog. Um, half of her life I was sick with fibro and if I was having a bad day she comes and sits by the bed and sleeps with me for the afternoon I was just sort of used to this whole level of care and attention by another living creature and that was all gone and I love my husband to death but he doesn't have that in him he is there when there's a crisis then he is like there but that day-to-day support kind of thing it's not his forte and you know what? You can't hold that against people that you love. Not everyone has the same gifts. So I knew despite all of my issues around abundance and money and we can't afford a dog, I needed a flipping dog. <laughs> so I came home from that trip and that was it. I live on Pet Finder. I'm registered with them, adopt a pet, uh, the, uh, the, the SPCA. I live on it every single day, searching. Everything's down in the States. Nothing's available. And then what happens? Eight weeks later, 
I get connected a week ago with this company. They have puppies coming in. They need fosterers. And nobody in the lower mainland can find a puppy unless you buy one for $3,000 to $5,000 off Kijiji. And all of a sudden, I bought this on Facebook and all my friends are like, where the freak did you get a puppy? I'm like, well, <laughs> I attracted it, <laughs> which I did. And it was funny because Christine at West Coast Pet Projects, I'm pretty sure she knew this was a done deal the second she spoke to me. I agreed to bring home all three of them coming in on the plane that night. There were three others in the same litter, but they were brought in on separate trips. This was the last three. And I said, I'll take two. In fact, I will, when I got there, I said, I'll take all three of them. It's just for the weekend or for the week. You're going to adopt them out in no time and I'll take, I'll take them. Well, I get there. The other two have gone out for fostering potential adoption already. There's just this little girl left and she just walks right up to me, sits at my feet and looks up at me. And Christine looks at me and goes, well, that's interesting. That little thing bonded with me so fast I talked to Christine pretty much every day, the first 24, 48 hours. We almost convinced our neighbors actually as well to take one of the siblings, but they backed on for the last minute. Um, and it bonded with me immediately. The first night just on my chest crying for its litter mates. And then the next day that was it. She just followed me everywhere. Had no name yet. Neighbors all love her. She's super affectionate. She doesn't fear men. She has no big issues, but she does like to go under things to sleep. So maybe something there. I don't know, really know. So we got her, we're crate training her. The connection was unbelievable. So when I talked to Christine a few days later, she's like, yeah, we knew she was never coming home. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, this is a foster. She goes, Shelly, I didn't even put her up on the website. I didn't even put your girl on the website. First, we thought her name was good. I named her Lexi. We have one in the neighborhood and a neighbor's daughter has that dog. So then Keith's searching for names, maybe Lady. And then in the end, he comes home on day three and on the Sunday and says, her name is Pepper. Okay. And she was having such a, he was having such a tough time because he's like, she's got so many characteristics of what Kaya was like when she was a puppy. Well, whether you believe in this sort of thing or not, I do. So be very clear that I firmly believe in this. And through the months after Kaya passing away, my only prayer was, please come back to mom. Just find a body and I will find you. I will find you. I promise I will find you. And if you've ever seen that uh, A Dog's Purpose and A Dog's Life, oh, I watched that movie and bawled my eyes out. And I've watched it during COVID after Kaya passed away. Okay, so he's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, cause I need to. So I'm a believer in this. I had hope, but I mean, it was just never going to happen. And Keith was being so clear that there was going to be no more dogs. And yet the week she was born was the week that I hit the internet. And the week that I applied to be a foster is the week she came home and needed a home to go to. So I am having my quantum touch uh, session today. We're just chatting a little bit and all of a sudden this lady stops and says, this is, I've never seen a puppy after just a few days bond with someone like she's bonded with you. And everyone says the same thing, even energetically. I visited friends yesterday after going to the vet. We adopted her on Tuesday and Wednesday went to the vet. Uh, no, other way around. Sorry. Monday, Tuesday, today's Wednesday. I'm heading out of town now with my girlfriend to Kelowna and we're going to go have just one last five days of sunshine and pool and lake time. And everyone even said, even energetically through the Facebook pictures, they were like, we, she was just your dog. Like we joked, we laughed at ourselves when you said fostering. It's like, that dog's not going anywhere. Everyone has had the same reaction that meets her. And then today, an empathic healer just said, just give me a second. And then comes back to me and says, well, I just asked her, it is Kaya. And I started to bawl. <laughs> 
And she says, that's okay. She knew you needed her. So I asked her, I said, could you ask her if she wants to be Kaya again, wants her name back or whether she's happy with Pepper? And, and, um, healer's names left my brain. Isn't that funny? She goes, nope. I asked her, she says, Pepper is fine. She's got new quirks and a new lifetime now. So she's, she's good like this. You know what? With the work I've been doing that I'm going to talk about over the next three weeks, this doesn't even surprise me, okay, at this rate. I tell my husband, he looks at me and laughs and shakes his head and walks out of the room. I'm fine with that. But that little girl, and after we had that session at which wiped me out, I'm now extremely late for getting ready and packing for my girlfriend who's waiting for me to leave. Um, she slept with me for two and a half solid hours in the bedroom, curled right up with me. You know, guys, I think the quicker we accept that we are energetic beings, the easier life is going to be for all of us. But that is for another day in another podcast. That's your smile for the day, whether you snorted your nose in disbelief or you went, ah, I believe in that. That's the story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>